Ball in the middle of the field in Picton. We'll hand it off to Borsa. 25, 20, Borsa to the 15, to the 10, to the house! Touchdown, Kyle Borsa! His first touchdown in Ram Colors! Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with rider guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. Well, Growing the Game with Ballsy brought to you by Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina, by SAS Selects Football out at the Yara Center in Moose Jaw, by Mark Greshner Photography, by Riviere Egg Seeds in Radville, by Face First Medical Aesthetics on Dudney Avenue above Gabos in Regina, and by Double Z Egg Sales in Weyburn. Just before our first guest, I wanted to let you know about an upcoming installment here on Growing the Game with Ballsy. I'll be speaking with Ron Rimmer and Craig Adam, two former co-hosts of Warren Woods, STV and Global fame. Sportsline was the show. Of course, Warren Woods, the legendary sportscaster, died at the age of 66 mid-afternoon on January 20th from complications due to COVID-19. He was an original on-air personality with the station, signing on September 6th, 1987. If you knew Woodsy, you knew he had that infectious laugh and a great storyteller, man. I loved hanging around with him and swapping stories. Always up for a cold one and a conversation about sports or our families. Now, Warren was the guy that helped me get into the business. In fact, my first stop was at the TV studio doing some reporting and behind-the-scenes work for Warren and Ron Rimmer. Later in our careers, we were rivals in the radio game, hosting the uh, pre- and post-game shows versus each other. I loved exchanging laughs and thoughts field-level about the game we just saw. Usually, it would end with us giving each other a bro hug, and going our separate ways. I'll miss that, Warren, for sure. I got two separate Warren Wood stories. I first broke into radio right around 96, 97. 97 was CKRM. I was fortunate enough to be in the broadcast booth with Warren Woods that first year as a color commentator for the Regina Rams games. Well, Woodsy, when he'd get nervous, he uh, would smoke. And it wouldn't matter. He'd just light up a smoke and get going. Well, the Rams are clinging to a lead against the Saskatoon Hilltops, our hated rivals. They're driving the field. Warren lights up a cigarette, and I, I'm speechless. I'm like, I, what is going on here? Anyway, the Hilltops throw a pass to the flats that the Rams pick off, and they're bringing it back for a pick six. And Woodsy, <laughs> he starts coughing and losing his losing the call so I have to pick up the call as a color commentator midstream I made the call for the pick six touchdown I wish it would have saved the audio it's priceless anyway we go to break and Woodsy goes man thanks for uh, picking me up <laughs> I'm like wow <laughs> I can't believe this just happened the other one the 1997 Canadian Bowl Jason Claremont, Chad Eamon, and the Regina Rams are trailing the Okanagan Sun in Kelowna late in the game. Looks like they're dead. Rams, I think, are third down and 10. They got to get a first down. Eamon throws a shallow crossing route to Claremont, who's running towards the broadcast booth on the near sidelines. He turns it up the sidelines, and he's gone down the sidelines. Oh, my gosh, 20-some seconds. He might score. I start walking over uh, Woodsy's call of the play. He shoots daggers at me. Like, what are you doing, man? I'm trying to call the play. Anyway, Claremont is pushed out at the two-yard line. On the very next play, he goes up and over the top for the game-winning touchdown. Just after he scores... Greg Treble, another former Ram teammate of mine, kicks in our broadcast booth door and jumps on top of us, and all three of us are laughing and yelling like school kids on the playground 
while still on the air as the Rams are winning. I'll never forget that. We're jumping up and down, hugging each other. And I just want to thank Warren Woods for that uh, memory, for all the memories. We're going to miss you, big guy. Rest in peace. And my uh, thoughts and prayers go out to his many uh, friends, and he had a lot of them, a lot closer than me even, including Craig Adam, like I said, who we're going to hear from in an upcoming installment, and also to his kids, Chris and Nicole. Now, Warren loved amateur sports, especially grassroots football. Today, our Coach of the Week is Jason Boyda, who is a coach and teacher at the Yorkton Regional High School and in charge of their outstanding football program. The Coach of the Week is brought to you by Pizza Huts in Saskatchewan. This is Growing the Game with Ballsy, our Coach of the Week here for Pizza Huts in Saskatchewan and David Dubay and the Concord Group of Companies. Jason Boyd out there in Yorkton, teacher and high school football coach. Uh, let's talk about uh, just how things have gone in Yorkton during this uh, very trying time that is COVID-19 that's really wreaked havoc with all sports and in particular football. Yeah, you know, it's been difficult on especially the players, especially those senior grade 12 players. But our philosophy out here has been like, you know what, we're going to stay ready so we don't have to get ready when that opportunity comes to play football. So, like, you know, with the minor programs, we were very fortunate that we were able to get a few games in and practices in with the Regina Minor Football League, right? We are very fortunate that Zelko and Deb put up that 7-on-7 seven seven for our grade 11s, grade 12s. So we didn't quite have football that we would normally have in a normal year, but at least the kids got something out of it. And now in the off season, you know, they're banging and clanging in the weight room. And us coaches, we're trying to break down film and uh, stay ready so we don't have to get ready. Do you think we'll have something in the spring? I know things don't look great right now, but, I mean, that word vaccine is out there if they ever roll it out consistently. But uh, are you guys making plans or football coaches across the province? What's the scuttlebutt? Well, we're always holding out for hope, right? And, you know, for the powers to be, if we get that okay to play, we're going to be ready, and we're going to be ready to play. And, you know, and if it's not because of issues that's best for society, well, so be it. But there's other things that we can do. Ballsy, I'm, I'm holding out. I have hope. What it will look like, I have no idea. I'm hoping in, you know, a month or two with the vaccines out there that we're good to go and we're playing football, at least yeah. some, some type of football. Yeah, for sure. Jason, what can you do as a coach to help those grade 12 athletes out in terms of getting their name out there and promotion? And we'll get into that in a second here on this podcast. But, you know, like these kids got deprived, first of all, of their high school season, which is so important. I mean, I went through it. You went through it. It's something you can't get back, which is really sad. Uh, but also, they didn't get that extra tape that they'd want to, to show their wares to the next level. What can you do to help? Yeah, so what I did during, actually, when we were in lockdown starting in, in March, I was getting on the guys to put together their highlight film. And I was on them, get your highlight film around, and I was kind of giving them uh, tips and, and pointers on how to put together a good highlight film. And once they put their highlight film together, I shipped out to the Regina Thunder, you know, the Regina Rams, you know, U of S, right? Pro- programs that we've sent players to before in the past, I would either talk to their head coach, either on the phone or email them, right, and uh, get the film out there, get their name out there, kind of vouch for the players, and just kind of market them kind of through our brand of football that we play in, in Yorkton. And and that, I think, is good for some of the players. However, there are some players, their they're, they're grade 11 film was okay, but they needed that grade 12 season because they're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster, their football IQ has increased to even get a – 
better look or more eyeballs on them. So without having that grade 12 season, it's kind of like, you know, word of mouth and kind of how they've grown from last year to this year. Yeah, no, for sure. It is tough. Hopefully, like I said, we cross our fingers and hold out hope, but good on you for doing the best you can. Now, we should mention this Yorkton football program is outstanding. I mean, Yorkton's known for a lot of sports, hockey being uh, at the forefront, but let's not discount football. You got uh, high school guys that have signed with the Thunder, including a kid by the name of Jackson Boydie. You know who he is, don't you? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. That's that's my pride and joy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what was that like in the family to see him go to Scott McCauley's program there in Regina? Well, you know, Coach McCauley does a fantastic job with the Regina Thunder. You know, I, I tell everyone he's the top recruiter, not just in the province, probably in the country, because he's always turning over stones, always looking for gems that are hidden out in the rural areas. And for my son to sign with the Regina Thunder, it's like, we put the same emphasis as if it's a graduation day, signing day and graduation day as a senior kid or in our family is like one in the same. Yeah. So I'm extremely proud and happy for him. So what happened? How does that work for you? Is he going to school? Is he going to work? Because it used to be a working kids league. Cause I, when I played in it, I didn't go to university. I worked and I, I, um, I played and that gives kids the opportunity to do that, but it has become more of a, you know, a scholar ba- a scholarship based program too with Murad Al Khatib as the president. We've talked about that numerous times on this podcast. Is your kid going to go to school? How does the living arrange- uh, arrangements work? I remember we had Johnny Carmichael back in the day who's over at Source for Sports. He used to drive in, he was on our practice squad. He used to drive in from Saskatoon to practice. So, what does it look like for your kid? Yeah, well, fortunately, my kid won't have to make that road trip. He got accepted into the University of Regina in the faculty of education. And so he's going to attend the U of R, play for the Regina Thunder. Um, Like you said, Murad and the board of directors and what the Thunder offer, you know, he's getting scholarship money. So it's just a great situation for him. Good one for the Thunder. And we're just excited that he's got a home to play in 2021. So talk about some of the other guys that have landed on their feet somewhere, either with the Thunder. I hear you got somebody or a couple of players going to U of T. Tell us about some of that stuff. Yeah, so uh, Kenton Affa, and Reese McCormick, they signed when my son signed with the Regina Thunder. Reese McCormick is a man-child. Uh, he's a big defensive interior lineman. Uh, he sent me a video of him working out. He benched 345, easily pushed up. You know, I sent to Coach McCauley and Coach Dave Jackson because he plays defensive line, and they're like, whoa, what a beast. So he's, he's a great signing for them, good fit for him as well. He's not sure. He's, he's got accepted to U of R as well as uh, Tech. Uh, yeah, Sass yeah. Tech, yeah. Yeah, he got something in both of them. He hasn't made a decision yet. And then they signed Kenton Effa, who's a linebacker who can also play a defensive back. He's very versatile. Motor doesn't quit. He can play sideline to sideline. He's going to U of R as well as my son. I think they might, I think depending if Reese goes to U of R, they might all stay in the dorms mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Garrett Ellis, who uh, played running back for us, he was a uh, hockey, he played minor football and he played hockey and then he came back to play in football. And, and he has all the measurables. Um, great running back. Good kid. Has obviously the marks to go to U of T. Uh, great Marshall reached out to him, offered him a scholarship, and so did the Regina Thunder. And, and Gary had a tough decision to make, and he decided to go all the way out east to play for Greg, uh, for Coach Marshall. Yeah, Coach Marshall. Not the one from Western, but the one that used to coach the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, former D lineman for the uh, Ottawa Rough Riders. You, you also have a couple of guys that we know in the U Sports ranks. Uh, the, the U of A known for their offensive lineman, Peter uh, Kazushka, might be in that 
Carter O'Donnell kind of uh, mold. He, of course, now signed a futures contract with the Indianapolis Colts. Um, he is uh, now at the U of A, but he's a guy that's from Yorkton, your program. And Noah Zur, U of S Husky, who is a... The thing with these big guys is, as you know, Jason, and it's not a knock. They're big men, but it, it takes a while for them to catch up to their body. And and Zur's a guy that had to work on his footwork, but apparently he's dropped 20 pounds, crisply moving crisply through all the drills in the fall camp with the Huskies. He's another guy from from Yorkton, and both those guys on what they call the NFL draft diamonds list, kind of a diamond in the rough. Oh, absolutely. And here's the thing, you know, those guys, obviously big, you know, 300 plus pounds. Like I used to tell Peter, you say you're skinny. You're a skinny 315 pounder because that's how big his frame is. He could easily go 330. And this is yet in his uh, grade his grade 12 year. Both those guys played basketball, right? So they could get their footwork. Being post players, they work extremely hard. Uh, when Peter gave me that, uh, sent me a text message, message saying, "Hey, coach, can you be a character reference for uh, uh, NFL Draft Diamonds?" It was like I was just shocked. Because I was so proud, because like these guys are like my son, so I was like, I was like jumping to, I was jumping mm. through the hoops. Mm. I was so excited for when I heard that noise, uh, that news there, and and their hard work has paid off because both those guys, um, they like you said, they had to grow into their bodies, they had to get their footwork down, their hard work's paid off, and now there's eyeballs on them, both at the NFL and CFL level. So I'm just super excited for them. Another guy that people might know about at the rider level, he had a cup of coffee on the PR roster, that's Lane Hall, who was, I believe, a Hilltop, then went to the uh, University of Virginia Rams, but he's from Yorkton. Yeah, he actually he actually played for the Okanagan Sun. Okay, that's what it was, and, that's right. Yeah, and they, they lost to Saskatoon. That's in what it was, yeah. yeah. And he was a uh, defensive player of the game in that game. I think he had three sacks, a pick six, and a blocked punt, or something something ridiculous like that. He, um, when he was with Okanagan, he, uh, Wally Bono had him out there for uh, training camp as a by some junior players, and he did extremely well, and they kind of kept him on the radar. And then uh, it's kind of a neat little story. He was with Regina Rams and wasn't sure if he's going to go to the CFL. He did the combines and all that kind of stuff, and nothing was out there, nothing was out there. And then a kid that was going to give back to our program here, he was going to be the head coach of our Adam Ritter football team. Uh-huh. And, a, and a week before camp was about to start, he calls me up. He's like, Coach, I got – I got some sad news. I'm like, okay, I, I can't be the head coach for Adam. And I'm like, okay, work, farming, what? He's like, no, no, um, I feel bad for you guys, but they're signing me to the practice roster, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I'm like, that's not sad news. Like, he yeah. felt bad that he, yeah. he had to. I'm like, no, go, go play for the Riders. Like, yeah. you know, once again, we're excited. You know, fireworks, fireworks go off in our town because we're, we're behind our guys, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And lastly, what do you feel you guys do well out there? Because we're talking about, uh, I mean, how many people live in Yorkton? What, 10,000, 12,000? What, what's there in Yorkton? Uh, with the surrounding small towns, we're about eighteen to 20,000. Okay, so 20,000. 20,000 out there in Yorkton. And look at the guys you're producing. Uh, you know, we think of Yorkton. I think of Yorkton as a hockey town. That's what I think, hockey tournaments. I, I have uh, coached RMF and coached out there, so I know what... what, what uh, what you guys are doing out there in terms of football-wise, but just for people that wouldn't know, what do you think is your best attribute to, to churn out these athletes? Well, I think it's the support that we get from the community. Like you said, we're small, you know, 20,000. So playing football here kind of gives that small-town American feel, 
right? We're the only show in town when it comes to football, so we get great press. We get great support within the community, right? The school pride, everything that goes along that the U.S. has at a small-town level, I feel that we have here. And obviously, the most important thing is this, the players, the kids, the girls, and the boys. Like our, our Lady Gritters is fantastic. They mm-hmm. do a fantastic job as well. Um, but the players, they buy in. They buy into what we preach here in the Garlic Curtain. Mm. You have that mixture of city kids and rural kids, and it's just a really good mix of everything that we got here in our community that allows our players to be successful as they are with the hard work that they put in, right? Well, I like the name Gritters, too, because that's what I think about when I think of Yorkton football. Gritty, rough. Uh, don't take this the wrong way, but almost borderline dirty, like just enough to push the edge where you're going to, you're going to piss me off if I'm the other coach, but I get it. But you you know what I mean? That's kind of, would you agree with that statement? I think it's kind of, that's, that's, if, if you were to, if you were to sum up Yorkton football, that's how I'd sum up Yorkton football. You're in for a brawl. Well, well, absolutely. You know, we kind of joke around here, like, you know, our, our colors are orange and brown, right? And you know you know, back in Oakland, they had the black hole, right? Yeah. We talked about we got we got the brown hole. We're gonna bang and clang. We play mean, but we play clean, and we got we got good badasses out here. <laughs> yeah, mean and clean. I like that. I like that. And lastly, what's the what are the facilities like? You were kind of just, and this is a few years ago now that I was out there. You were just kind of trying to get that field going in the right direction. How's it looking now? Well, this goes back to the wonderful support that we have within our community. So we have a million dollar football facility out there with three visitor locker rooms we have our own team locker room you know and with washrooms and bathrooms that are state of the art so when coach mcconkley and coach mccauley when they've come out here to uh, scout some of our players when they look at our locker room they said what they've seen throughout not just western canada but probably throughout entire canada we have the best high school locker room facilities in the nation so we've had a lot of support within the community where they brought Tons and tons of soil, grass seed, and fertilizer. Fertilizer that was all donated. They leveled it, right? They they recrowned it. They planted the seed, and now our field is immaculate, just immaculate. And that wouldn't be without the support that we have from the local businesses here in town. It didn't cost a dime, and the volunteer hours, which we're very thankful as well. So we're very. We're very fortunate for the support that we have within our community. Yeah, and uh, of course, one of the highlights was you guys recently hosted a Senior Bowl, which has really only been held in Regina and Saskatoon. Yeah, there was a double booking with uh, Mosaic, with Mosaic Stadium, I think with the Eagles concert. Yeah, And I think there's also something to go up in uh, Saskatoon. So, you know, uh, Mike Thomas said, hey, hey boy, are you willing to host a Senior Bowl? And we jumped right on it. Yeah. And not and by me, I don't mean just our, commu- our uh, football coaches or our football guys and girls it was the entire community got behind it awesome man thanks for this uh, jason i really appreciate it all the fine work you're doing there in yorkton and good luck to your son uh, with the thunder well thanks i appreciate that and and i like to hear um stories with uh, ethan playing out at und because uh i love to hear when Canadian kids succeed especially down south yeah so far so good he's uh, it's like drinking from a fire hose though he's switching he's switching the game 11 to 12 man and you wouldn't think it would be that big of a deal but he said formationally it's just so so much to take in and then of course switching positions going from receiver to safety but yeah it's cool and uh, hopefully that opens the doors for other kids for sure
Oh, absolutely. And I know he was a great football player. I had the opportunity to coach him in spring ball at receiver, and we did one-on-ones. Forget about it. Nobody was covered, Ethan. He's just so well put together as a football player. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, man. Uh, and once again, uh, thank you for all you do. You're our Coach of the Week for Pizza Huts. Thank you. Ten bits from around the world. Well, despite lobbying pretty hard for one, Joe Exotic didn't get a pardon from President number 45, Donald Trump. I'll give you one guess as to who he blames for that. <laughs> She's a bitch. Disney World will add Joe Biden to the Hall of Presidents, but unlike the other 45, you'll only be able to see him in the basement. You know, where he spent his entire campaign. Joe Biden has blocked the Keystone Pipeline. Not good news for Saskatchewan. Since the pipeline was carrying oil and not Keystone beer, clueless people are okay with that. A Fox Sports commentator said the NFL should delay Sunday's Chiefs-Bills game until Patrick Mahomes is healthy. Well, if we're going to go that far, why not cancel all of the Jets and Jags games until they have a decent team? And deputies in L.A. County are busting underground super spreader parties. And by the way, quote, super spreader relates to COVID-19, not parties attended by the Kardashians. This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.